64 Tacos Podcast presents. Is this song good? This is episode 76. Tim Capello, I still believe. Welcome to I Caught It On Audio. In today's episode, we are continuing our Is This Song Good series. The theme this time around is Guilty Pleasures, and our song uh, is I Still Believe by Tim Capello. Uh, Zach, you picked this one. Why don't you tell us why? Okay, so this is uh, a song from the soundtrack uh, soundtrack of the uh, the Lost Boys, the film from 1987 um, with Corey Haim and Jason Patrick and Kiefer Sutherland and Corey Feldman, and it was directed by Joel Schumacher. Uh, nice little 80s vampire flick. And I remember when I watched the movie, uh, probably not the first time, but one of the times, um, the main characters, uh, which are the brothers, Corey Haim and Jason Patrick, uh, they're, they had just moved to this coastal California town and they are um, checking out the nightlife uh, on the pier pier area so they got carnival rides and games and stuff like that and there's apparently a concert going on and uh the guy up on the stage is playing sort of an 80s you know a really basic 80s uh kind of rock song um and then he starts playing the saxophone and he's just like making love to the saxophone and he's writhing around and he's he's got no shirt on and he's very like greasy and sweaty and and the the characters are actually like I couldn't quite tell if the if the the two brothers are like laughing uh, because it just is such a ridiculous performance or like what their the reaction was kind of strange but that that scene always struck uh, stuck out in my mind from that movie and um and I just I really like this the song the song has a, a nice little vibe to it but that sa- the saxophone parts are really like make it they make it what it is. And, um, it's, it's always been, you know, one that I don't really want pe- too many people knowing that I, I like the song. Uh, so I think it felt fits the, uh, the guilty, guilty pleasure, um, uh, banner pretty well. Uh, I've always had this affection for these like power eighties songs, whether they're power ballads or, uh, except for bed of roses. That's why I, I draw the line there. I'm not, <laughs> but, um, but like, no, these it's, and it mainly, it seems like these songs from like uh soundtracks. So there's one from, uh, from critters is a very obscure song. Um, there, there's just a bunch of these, these really power, like it, it, it's not, I don't consider them power ballads necessarily. They're just, it's like this power pop, I think would be the right, right way to, to say it, that it, it just has like this, this sort of like, it, it makes you feel strong inside or something, or like you can do anything, you know, like you're invincible. And that, that's the feeling that I get when I, when I hear these types of songs and I, and I, and uh, nature of the beast is, is another one, the one that we did, um, one of the previous podcasts. Uh, so this one, I really like the instrumentation of it. It's, it's classic 80s stuff, but I love the use of the fretless bass, mm-hmm. uh, that, that, that in there is, is, um, really adds to it. I think, um, I think it's got good spatial, like it's not like all the instruments are all happening all at the same time. And it's really like dense and stuff. I think it has like good, 
you know, starts off one way and then a little guitar pops in, then a little, little, um, there's kind of like the precursor with the, the sax at the beginning. And then later on, it really comes in hard. Uh, interestingly enough, I had no idea that this was a cover song. This is, this is actually a cover of uh, a band called The Call. And, um, I, I started listening to some of their stuff and I'm actually kind of liking, liking a lot more of it. Um, but, uh, but I think this this song it does it does that song better justice than than the original. So I think they they added enough to it and made it a little bit more fancified. Um, I don't know who Tim Capello is. I, I don't think I still know who Tim Capello is after kind of trying to look into more. He came out of nowhere and and he's only I think really popular for this song and nothing else. Um, the song and the and the motifs of the of the guy without the shirt uh, dancing around has has been um, has shown up in lots of other and meme memeified and stuff. I think they did they did a riff on it in um, SNL on a digital short. They uh, they've done it in um, uh, Family Guy. Uh, there was a. Uh, uh, Peter Griffin doing shirtless, sexy sex at one point with a big, big long hair mullet thing. So it's it's definitely made the rounds uh, and is as fairly well known. But I'm curious to see what you guys think about it. If if I'm totally ridiculous in my liking this or not. Well, I'll tell you when you uh, put up uh, the song, and then there was a little back and forth in the chat about it. You wrote at one point because you need to watch more greasy mullet man making mouth love to saxophones. That's why. <laughs> yep. And so, I, what that made me think of was John Hamm in the SNL skit. Now, I hadn't yet watched the actual um, video for this. I had been concentrating on the Aerosmith that we were listening to, uh, and so I, I I tossed that meme up there, and then later realized. Oh, I get, I get it. That's exactly what they were referring that to. Is, but, I didn't yeah, know that, that <laughs> till I watched the video, from the clip from the movie, and I was like, "Ah, that's where that came from." Uh, yeah. It was pretty funny. Uh, it was even better when uh, John Hamm came out of um, the uh, the woman's birth canal with the sex yes. uh, yeah. covered in uh, covered in amniotic or, fluid. Yeah, pretty great. Um, but yeah. yeah, I uh, I really don't remember this movie um, very well. I don't know if I ever actually watched it. I don't remember that scene at all. But when I watched it, I was like, holy crap, this is this is the 80s, 80s that ever 80s. This is amazing. Um, it's uh, well, I know about the guy is that he uh, he worked with Tina Turner and there's okay. lots of clips of them on stage, you know, where he's touring with them and um, like, you know, busting out the saxophone and stuff. And uh, Zach, uh, just to contradict you a little bit, what I wrote down initially was super catchy. Uh, it's a really good pop song. Sax necessary? Question <laughs> mark. <laughs> no. Now that said, that said, I listened to um, the the original by the Call, which doesn't have any saxophone, and I'm a bit of a uh, I'm a bit sax agnostic. Uh, if that's a, a phrase that I can just invent right now, I don't I don't think that uh, saxophone. I, I'm I'm dubious of of its value in uh, sort of rock and pop music, but sometimes it's amazing. And I think once you see the visuals of him, you know, you know, gagging on the saxophone on stage, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. this song must have the saxophone. I don't think you can get rid of this no matter what. I did also note the fretless bass is really cool. I do think that there's like that slight new wave um, uh, influence on it. It's like an 80s power pop song, uh, but it has a little bit of that new wave. And you can hear that more in the cover version or the original version, rather. Um, 
And you're right. There's a lot of space. It just has a really good groove. I thought the song was really enjoyable to listen to. Um, I just thought it was uh, just a really good song, and it just grew on me the more I listened to it. So totally makes sense. Dave, what do you, what do you got on uh, on uh, I Still Believe? Uh, usually I am sex positive, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but this one did not do it for me. Okay. Um, I I can't put my finger on it exactly, but yeah, maybe it was because the initial introduction was with a greasy haired <laughs> ponytailed man, deep throating a saxophone. <laughs> um, that, that certainly didn't help, but yeah, it just, the sax did not feel necessary and the rest of it was pretty mundane as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Without the visual, I would not be as convinced by the sax. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you there. I was like, do I need the sax at the beginning? I don't yeah, know. And it didn't, help that you know this was a, a clip from from lost the lost boys movie right yeah. yeah and i could not for the life of me find where matt Dillon and rob lowe and uh emilio estevez were in, in the in the cast of this movie <laughs> um because you know i thought it was i didn't realize it was not the outsiders it was the lost boys yeah. i don't know if but, there's two movies that could be any more different from the 80s <laughs> than the outsiders uh, and lost boys well yeah probably <laughs> but i've never seen the lost uh, boys and what i thought of you know with all these 80s you know rat pack people there are some famous 80s like heartthrobs for sure i know what you're saying where are, where are these other guys i don't you know the ones that i remember from the movie what you got was jason patrick and Corey uh Haim, and there's yeah. and uh, uh Kiefer, Kiefer sutherland there's more i'm sure but uh yeah. that's what comes to mind initially uh yeah it's uh pretty amazing anything else you uh you got on it uh, no you, that's not, not for you that's no not for me sorry um, you can feel your guilt. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> the the uh, tr- you know that on uh, IMDb they they show a trailer and the opening scene is this at the concert uh, <laughs> with the saxophone. Like yep. It's the first thing that you see when you go to IMDb. It's it's what's amazing about it is that is the guy. Like it looks like you'd be convinced that it's an actor who's like, well, that's not a musician. They just got somebody who they could lube up to get on stage. No, that's freaking Tim Capello. Yeah. He's like, I'm doing this. It's, it's a, uh, it's, it's startling and amazing and wonderful and ridiculous all at the same time. Yeah. It's the eighties. It's, it's kind of great. Yeah. This, I, I, you know, it's funny. I, the, the nature of the beast, I, I didn't have, I didn't dislike it. Um, but it's a, it's a similar type, you know, song from a movie, sort of inspirational. And that one I really liked. <laughs> and that one didn't really catch on for me. I didn't dislike it. I was just like, yeah, yeah, it's it's good. This one I liked more. Um, whereas you you did not. Uh, um, this one is a little more in the vein of Saint Elmo's Fire, which is a song that I uh, I'm a little ashamed that I that I uh, will listen to every time I hear it on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> also, another movie uh, uh, soundtrack. I think there's a lot of saxophone on that one too. So yeah. But yeah, but yeah, I, I, that was a pretty good song. I thought. All right. Uh, anything else? I do want to do one last thing. If if you guys are good, yeah. I want to read verbatim from the Wikipedia entry. One last thing to think about with Tim Capello. Uh, in 2021, Tim was featured in a Netflix docuseries, Worn Stories, in which he tells about his relationship to his codpiece. First, we <laughs> to him by Tina Turner as a symbol of strength in the face of the ups and downs of the music business and the saxophones regard or lack thereof in popular music. And I just think that that is, uh, 
exactly correct after watching him uh, in uh, Lost Boys. That that totally makes sense to me. Uh, well, there you go. That's that's happy. Anything else? Now, what have we got next week? So next week um, we're going to do one of my uh, one of my guilty pleasures, and it is a uh, a Jim Steinman written meatloaf performed <laughs> off of the comeback album uh, "Bad Out of Hell 2. and it's not the one you're thinking of. It's objects in the rearview mirror may appear closer than they are. Oh, it's the one I was thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> and you bastard for stealing the Steinman. <laughs> I had a Steinman all lined up for next week. Now I got to rethink things. <laughs> all, right. all right. So if you liked, uh, liked what you heard, you can find all of our stuff at 64tacos.com. And if you really liked it, you can uh, buy us a taco at buymeacoffee.com slash 64tacos. Thanks for listening. I caught it on audio. (laughs) 